Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious! Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 181. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. Well, we've got a big show planned for you today. We're going to be reviewing the X-Men wave of Marvel Legends and NECA's Foam Groot. Talk about some arts and some Toy Biz figures. Yes, you heard me right. Toy Biz. What? I know. it's Hasbro's hitting my sweet spot. <laughs> well, they found out what works on the Star Wars side for vintage Kenner collectors. Maybe they're going to... Try something like that with Toy Biz. But to start, Justin, have you been finding anything new in stores? I don't think new. I've seen more in stores. You know, I've seen Walgreens restocking and getting this X-Men wave we're going to review, which is cool. You know, it's neat to see other stores getting it. You know, Walmart has seemed kind of slow out of all these places. Target keeps restocking and, you know, getting the the X-Men kind of come and go. You know, you see them and they're gone. But the, the Guardians wave is kind of sticking around there. I wonder if they're shipping more. A, because it's an older wave, so they've had time to get a couple of shipments out. Or if people are snatching up the X-Men. Because history has proven X-Men waves are popular. That Toys R Us exclusive wave, I wondered if it was just because it was Toys R Us exclusive. But no, the Deadpool wave proves people want their X-Men. I think there's a lot to that. Because there's so much variety. I mean, there's variety throughout the entire line of Marvel. But take any X-Men, and there's at least six or seven different versions of them between costumes and iterations. So, yeah, I mean, that the more X-Men they do, the, the more people are going to get excited. Plus, the line was kind of built around Spider-Man and X-Men back in the day. True. Very true. And I think adult collectors that can spend 20 25 a figure grew up during the heyday of Claremont X-Men. Marjorie, you've been going to a lot of stores lately. Yes, I have. Because in addition to action figures and statues, you're also a food premium collectible, correct? No. What? Call that. No, I don't say I collect it, Bob. Really? Because... I say I photograph it for our archives at MarveliciousToys.com, and then by and large, it gets put in a box and stored. And then he makes us drink it and videotapes us. <laughs> well, I, I still, every time I see Mike's Harder Lemonade, just get like this twinge of pain in my stomach where my stomach's like, hey, remember that time you did that to me? I hate you. <laughs> Your stomach is Mr. T? Yes, it is. <laughs> I bit of the fool who drank my Harder Lemonade. Exactly. I my liver. That's that a sad moment in all of our lives. <laughs> Well, Guardians has a number of food tie-ins, and I've been trying to get them for my husband who collects but doesn't really collect, but really and actually he does collect the food items. I'm a little behind on my photo archive is next to my photo studio. Darkening it for almost two years now is a complete set 
of Avengers Age of Ultron Doritos. You even had the Mexican ones. Including, yes, the bags from Mexico and the Chase Ultron bag. With the black chips. Mm-hmm. And all of the Dr. Pepper cases and bottles and cans from the release of Age of Ultron. I thought I'd get those photographed before the next Avengers. I didn't realize that Guardians was going to get all this tie-ins. <laughs> We have a lot of expired soda and chips, so we can have, like, the world's worst party. When it goes down, we're going to be subsisting on stale Doritos. <laughs> Gross. I guess I call the Cool Ranch, at least, though. <laughs> oh, but don't forget, we've also got all that crushed soda from the Fantastic Four movie. No, I threw that out. Oh, that's right. We did get rid of that. I that... don't keep the stuff. I photograph okay. it. Okay. That's why I'm not a collector. I'm just an obsessive photographer. But what about the stuff you put in a box? It's in a box, yeah. You collect it. Well, anyway. So there's Guardian stuff. Did you get the Doritos? Have you seen those in person? Yes. I have all but the Dynamitas in the 10-ounce bags, and I have all in the 3-ounce bags except for the Rocket and Groot bag. Ah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just now looking at them online, and I'm remembering last week Rory told me that she saw them, and I'm remembering what she told me, <laughs> which is funny. She's like, I saw Gamora Doritos, and they just have the worst makeup on her, so I don't know if you have one in front of you. Like, they tried to do an effect where I think the Guardian's logo is glowing in front of her, and it's turning her her skin below her neck kind of pink and skin colorish. So it looks like they only painted her face green and left the rest of her skin just normal. <laughs> I did notice she was a little <laughs> bit odd looking, but I thought it was just the eyes, the expression in the eyes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because I was like, what are you talking about? They wouldn't do a photo shoot and forget to do makeup on her chest, especially if they're going to put this on something. But no, I can see what she's talking about here. <laughs> it does look like they just forgot to paint below her neck. And this is all tied in. You could win epic prizes by entering the codes from the Doritos. Now, Marjorie, you're missing some. I'm sure I am. It's just a matter of getting them all. Because Rocket alone is on the black bag this time. Son of a biscuit. Groot alone is on the jalapeno and cheddars. I've never seen these, obviously. Rocket, the black bag, is sweet chili heat. Gamora is on zesty cheese. <laughs> is, it, is it zesty cheese or zesty nacho? It's a zesty cheese. It's zesty nacho on one side. I think it's spicy nacho. No, this specifically says zesty. Zesty no, cheese. But there's a variant then because there's also spicy nacho. And this is my life now. Drax is on barbecue. Of course. You can see these all at DoritosContest. Oh, I'm on the Canadian site. I, I got to say, order- are you on a Mexican site or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to order Canadian Doritos on eBay. Any Canadian listeners who are obsessive enough to help me get the Yondu spicy nacho. <laughs> hey, so interestingly enough, you can order some of them on Amazon. And it looks like they still have the Hulk jacked ones that you were so much <laughs> trouble last time. <laughs> I did notice that the Guardians Doritos did appear in the Target app when I was looking for Doritos. So you could get the specific Guardians ones from Target as well. So yes, Canadian listeners, I guess I need some help. Perhaps psychological, perhaps with purchasing Doritos. <laughs> and then shipping Doritos to the States through through customs. I had a listener help me get the Mexican Avengers bags last time. In fact... 
I need to reach out to him because he and I had quite a trade going on. He got me the Hulk ones and I got him some of the Black Widow flavors. I need help. <laughs> In more way than one. You know, it's not just Doritos that I'm on the hunt for. I found Rocket Raccoon Juicy Fruit Packs. I also found Gamora Skittles. She got the sweets one. Those like the berry flavors. She didn't get the sour. Which- I really do not like sour Skittles is what Civil War taught me. They're horrible. Mm, oh they're my God. Bad. Ugh. There's also Starburst, but... What I've been finding is a lot of places still have the Civil War, Starburst, and Skittles. So those got to be pretty expired by now, I'd assume. But So there's lots of food items. I'm expecting to see Keebler cookies because they had those for Civil War. Now, we mentioned Toy Biz to bring it back to action figures. And apparently this was revealed at Toy Fair. The way Toy Fair works is you're down, you're taking photos of the toys, and this year they did something different. Instead of really talking to the people in the toy area, when you were done with your photos, you went up and participated in roundtables. And I mentioned I'm an obsessive photographer, so I spent quite a bit of time taking photos, and I didn't get to the roundtable, didn't even know it had started. So I got up there, and I was there for about 10, 15 minutes of conversation, but apparently they announced as part of that, not part of their presentation, that they would be doing an Amazon exclusive pack of three and three quarter inch Marvel figures, universe, legends, whatever you want to call them. But in an interesting twist, and I didn't even know that maybe they had the rights to do this, I don't know exactly how Toy Biz lost the license to Hasbro or whatnot, and what assets carried over. But they're, like Justin said earlier, the way Star Wars, they're trying to do the vintage cards back to the old days. I guess the old days for Marvel, I would think Secret Wars, like General Giant did, but no, they're doing the Toy Biz figures from, like, 1990. Oh, yeah. And the set is... Looking at the Sinister Six, you get Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus, Kraven, Electro, Vulture, Sandman, and Mysterio. You know, okay, here's what's weird about this. There's, I do remember hearing about it, and it just kind of went past me, because whenever I hear Toy Biz and Throwback, I'm thinking, you know, kind of like what you said with Gentle Giant or whatnot, you know, were they going to give us, you know, six-inch reproductions of what used to come out on a new card or whatnot? So I didn't really pay attention. But now that we're seeing photos of this, I get what they're talking about. And to answer your question on who owns what and what comes through, you know what? I'm not seeing a Toy Biz logo on here anywhere. Much like Hasbro puts the Kenner logo on their Star Wars stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. Understanding, I understand that Hasbro bought Kenner straight out so they can do that. But yeah, there's no, no sign of Toy Biz here. So it's more of an homage to the Toy Biz look from that time. Well, the front of the card is identical with the black and white faded comic print and then the figure on the small bubble with the color illustration to the left. Honestly, this is so much better than any packaging Hasbro has offered on their three and three quarter inch figures since they went to the black. You know, I miss the old days with the Nick Fury series and all that where we got to have the character art. This packaging is really getting me excited. I have to have at least two sets of this, one to keep on card and one to open. Well, that's the other thing here. Yeah, I definitely want to get these to have on card, but these aren't individual cards. This is like a folded portfolio type of thing. 
Yeah, I was just looking at that. I'm confused. Is it like a display piece? Or is it something where the cards just fit together and then you can take them out of like this little thing that holds them all like that looks like a book? Nope. If you if you unfurled this, you'd have seven carded figures connected oh, together. You know what? I see that. And looking at the pictures, you can see in the individual pictures where they yeah. are all joined. Huh. That's intriguing. I didn't realize, I noticed that the pictures were in a book. This obviously isn't out yet, so I wasn't sure what SpidermanCollector.net had done, but you're right. These are not going to be individually carded. Now, you could probably get in there and skillfully cut them out if you were so inclined. I just, I don't know how these are put together. They might start to split at the edges on you, but yeah, this is, this is intriguing. I kind of like the idea here. I mean, they're obviously taking advantage of figures and molds they already have everything here is a repaint and a cool repaint you know going back to comic colors i mean look at that mysterio with the the lime green gloves and boots and everything i love purple dr octopus yeah that's great i really love just the spots on the very orange outfit craven wears <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> that's almost like remember when they made a pimp destro Years back as a convention exclusive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is a really cool idea, and I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if they put one of these out every couple months, just in the basic lineup with the rest of the the Marvel figures going out there, just to keep this idea going. I know. I I just want more unique art. You guys really need new card art, is what it is, as we've had what we've got for a little too long, and you're getting card out burnout. Yeah. These are just really bland cards they've been doing lately, though. No, they absolutely are. However, I miss the old MU ones with the good art, and I think that after a while, those started to just kind of like blend in, and you're kind of like, oh, another one of these. Yeah. They have to rejuvenate it a little bit each time, or else you lose interest. Well, just the simple addition of color on these cards is a <laughs> yes. big step in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> and they look nice and big like the old cards used to be. Yeah, I mean I would I would guess those are bigger than six by nine, just judging by, you know, a three and three quarter inch figure sitting on there. Yeah, I have plenty of these old Toy Biz figures around, so I'll be able to compare card size when I get this in hand. I'll tell you though, even though I was a little bit I mean, here I am in my forties talking about toys on a collecting podcast and i'm about to say i was a little bit old for these figures when they came out in 1990 <laughs> but not surprisingly i was buying them <laughs> and so this takes me back this is when i really got into comics i'd been reading the spider-man newspaper strips watching the cartoons seeing what crappy movies they put out in the 80s but it was in 1990, and honestly, McFarlane's Spider-Man number one that got me into comics to where I started having long boxes and reading graphic novels and reading the official handbook of the Marvel Universe and collecting toys. And the only toys they had out were these, and I got the jumbo Spider-Man, and I got all these figures with the suction cups on their hands and everything. And so now we're talking t almost 30 years ago now, this does have a Big bite of nostalgia for me. I'm loving, loving, loving this. So it's working. It Yeah, it is working because I don't have that same nostalgia for that era of figures. I was I was in high school. And me too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I was a little old. <laughs> yeah. The last thing on my mind was toys at that point, you know? So, like, I'm not feeling nostalgic for these per se, but I 
it's hitting me where I live for some reason at the same time. So it's because you can appreciate good design and this is good design and it's hitting me for nostalgia, but it is hitting. It's also hitting me. This is probably aimed at collectors 10 years younger than us, because those are the people who would have had these as kids the way we had vintage Star Wars figures and perhaps Secret Wars figures. Yep, and I can almost guarantee you that if this works and sells well, we'll be seeing a similar concept like this with X-Men coming out. Oh, yeah, I bet so. That would be so amazing. I mean, you guys, it's on YouTube, it's in our archives, that interview I did with John Tyler Christopher, and even off-air, we were, like, geeking out on all the different Toy Biz lines they did, like the dark side figures where they did like man thing and vernon and all of those just they did such creative cards at toy biz and the x-men wave and the generation x i'd love to see marvel get into some of that really weird stuff they did with like the arachnophobia stuff with man lizard and some of that fun stuff that would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) i mean as cool as this is i'm gonna have one kind of minor gripe i guess here These are all, like I said, repaints of figures that we've seen in the past. We've had at least five or six unique sculpts of Spider-Man in this scale. And the one they're using here is the most recent, you know, barely articulated version that they have. Like, no torso. It's really upsetting me. Why not give us the original Spider-Man that got this line going back in wave one of Marvel Universe? I can appreciate that. I can also say when I bought this figure in 1990, it had five POA. (laughs) It's just inconsistent with the rest of the the figures in this line, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. By the same token, the paint job on him, so perfect. Yep. The thick black lines, the blue. But let's be honest, you guys are buying it for the cards. Yeah, I would never open it. And that's why I said it's a minor. Yeah, I mean, this is all about hitting you right in the feels but they're all repaints too so i'm definitely would be getting them to open even if i wasn't getting them this way oh no 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 but you're missing what i was saying is it's really a cool set and it's the first time they've done something like this and it gets you right where it needs to because they've not done a whole bunch no one's really done a whole bunch of retro marvel stuff except for diamond true And it's about time for that to start hitting because now the audience has matured and has disposable income and really wants to be nostalgic about their high school days or college or whatever. Well, I for one applaud the idea and hope to see it in other iterations in the future. I just can't wait for this Amazon set to be put up for order. And Do you want to take a stab at guessing the price? hundred bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Seven figures, 12 a figure. If I'm ha- if I'm lucky, 80, but I'm feeling 90 to 99. Yeah, it feels like an 89.99 ask, you know. That's probably right where it'll be. And then I'll buy it, I'll cool it, and it'll be 40 by Christmas. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how many of us are out there just chomping at the bit for something like this. Speaking of chomping at the bit, hard to get. Remember back at Toy Fair again, we talked with Tamashi Nations, and they were doing this world tour. They had one in Grand Central Station where they were going to show off their collectibles and have exclusives only available at the events. And they were marketing each one to be with the lines that were most popular in that region. So when they did Grand Central Station, they really focused on their Samurai Star Wars figures and the like. 
Well, apparently Tokyo loves Iron Man, and Arnie will be scouring eBay, because there is going to be an exclusive SH Figure Arts Iron Man Mark III in the Mark 40 black and gold colors, available only for a few months at the event in Tokyo. <sighs> does this does this cause you to lose sleep? I don't know how to go about doing this other than hoping that, you know, some of these hit eBay and you don't have to way overpay for them. That's exactly my hope is that you hit eBay and don't way overpay. I mean, this isn't something that the retailers where we usually get them, Big Bad Toy Store and some of the Japanese sites, they will not be getting this the way they do the other exclusives. Ah, that's... So eBay is going to be the only way unless you know somebody going to the show. All yeah. right. So listeners in Tokyo, I need Doritos help from Canada. <laughs> I need Figure Arts help from Tokyo. <laughs> and another Figure Arts figure went up for order and... I was surprised. The side I normally buy from, it sold out in a number of hours. The Spider-Man Homecoming SH Figure Arts figure. Oh, yeah. Lots of visible articulation. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't please me, right? I bitch when there's not enough articulation, then I bitch when there's too much that you can see. Justin, maybe you need a support group. Probably. Probably. Yes, there is a lot of visible articulation. There's also a hell of a lot of posability here. They've got... It honestly looks a lot like the Marvel Legends Spider-Mans in the shoulders with the couple points of articulation that go in. They remind me of like a lizard segmented. It's their pretty standard articulation. I just, I don't know what it is about this figure that makes me see it so much more than on like a Captain America or, you know, even Black Panther. Maybe it's the, the bright red that really kind of draws my eye to those darker areas. And it just so happened when Jason posted this to our Facebook page, it just grabbed one image at random, as Facebook is wont to do, and it grabbed the close-up photo of the double-articulated crotch, (laughs) double-jointed inner thigh. Uh, Which is the most important place for articulation in a (laughs) Spider-Man. He also has interchangeable eyes, and I kind of noticed the eyes looked like they were off the head a little bit, but you can change so he has squinty eyes, like he did in Civil War. Oh, yeah, three different stages of him, too. Mm -hmm. He's almost like an emoji. (laughs) Well, I was able to get this figure ordered from a backup site. It has not yet gone up as of this recording on Big Bad Toy Store, but if you want him, I'd, I'd snag him pretty quick. I can't believe the site I usually get to go to leisurely sold out. Yeah, I'm I'm still considering it, but I think I might have to. Is this our first Spider-Man SH Figure Arts, though? I think that might be the reason. It is, and it's. I think that might be what's making me hesitate, is because all I see is the Mafex Spider-Man in this. You know, and I'm not saying that it's going to be the same quality or one's better than the other, but man, when that that Mafex one came out years ago, all I could see was the. It wasn't even the articulation that bothered me. It was how ball jointy the elbows and knees were and the, and the ankles. But this one does look better. I will say that. Well, let's go from figure arts to legends with the X-Men wave. X-Men is very much on our mind right now because this weekend in St. Louis is Wizard World. And while it does appear to be kind of a lackluster Wizard World, unless you're really into Gene Simmons. Because he's at all Comic-Cons, right? Technically, we could be covering Kiss figures. Marvel did do the Kiss comic with the blood. True. But there is another X-Men guest down there. 
Evan Peters, Quicksilver from Age of Apocalypse and Days of Future Past. Hey, I like him. He's a cool actor. He's in uh, American Horror Story, too, and I I like him over there. Well, they're also going to have Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn, who are in Guardians. Yes, and the Belko Experiment. Very good. Go see it. Nice. But... Evan Peters is there, and he came to Wizard World Chicago a couple years ago, the year Day of of Future Past came out, but the Blu-ray wasn't out, so I couldn't get him to sign that because I didn't have it. So we're getting a couple X-Men DVDs signed, but for once, I think the only time other than Chris Evans, Marjorie wanted a photo op with him. Wait a second, now, this was also kind of your idea, because our dog, the new dog that we got... Last year. Remy LeBeau. Yes. He's French. His other name is Pizza Dog because he's a French bulldog and he kind of looks like the dog from the movie. But he's cuter. Way cuter. Yeah, he is. Not (laughs) as flappy. Yeah, well, (laughs) he is kind of flappy sometimes and kind of slobbery. So you are actually taking a French bulldog to a photo op with Evan Peters. Would it be better if it was a different dog? No, I think this is absolutely perfect. I can't believe you're taking a dog into a con, but beyond that. Well, I am. We even have a little stroller for him. It's super cute because I don't want him to walk with all those people. So I'm not being like crazy dog lady. I really didn't want just my tiny dog walking around this convention with people not paying attention and, you know, spilling that Wild Bill soda everywhere. You just need to tell everybody that it's a a security dog or what is it? A comfort animal. He's my therapy dog. There you go. So we're going to get his picture taken with Evan Peters. I don't know if Evan will hold him like he did in the movie. And we've got some stuffed pizza, like slices that are dog toys that we're going to try to put like peanut butter or something on it. So Remy will hold it in his mouth. (laughs) Or you, if if he'll hold the dog, you could hold the pizza. Or if he's holding the pizza, you could hold the dog. Yeah. I don't know how, what kind of a sport he'll be with this, but... I'm not even going to look. I'm just sending her off with photo op tickets and I'll hear the stories. This was your idea. Did you think I wouldn't do it? Yeah, I said it long before I knew Evan Peters was coming anywhere near us. I We got the dog and I just said, you know, if Evan Peters ever comes around, you should get a photo. And she remembered. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I didn't think that would actually happen. <laughs> so if you're at Wizard World this Saturday... We'll be there very briefly. It's really not looking like that good of a show. I might be wrong, and we will report and let you know. You have to let me know if Michael Rooker's cool in person. I met him before. He's already signed for me twice, and he's interesting. He's very gregarious. I have to get him to sign my Guardians DVD again, because last time he signed the whole cover. Like, there's no room for anybody else to sign on it now. So now I'm trying to get Sean Gunn to sign first, and maybe we can box Rooker in a corner. (laughs) <laughs> good news guys because the lasik surgery center is going to be at the convention again Ooh! oh i need you to give me some brochures on vinyl siding as well would you because i i can also they're gonna have the sugar squirrels again Ooh. which always makes me really <laughs> sad oh no guys there's two laser eye centers at this one uh oh like lasik side story do 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 oh my god there's two of them Oh, and don't worry, Gutter Guard's going to be there, too. <laughs> Last year, the guy dressed like Hulk. At least he tried, right? He did. 
Let's go from something that may not be successful to something that is fairly successful, Hasbro's new wave of X-Men Legends. These things are kind of hard to find. I know that a lot of online orders haven't even shipped yet. In fact, a lot of places didn't even put them up for order until, Justin, you already had them in hand before they were available online. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, Jesus is going on over a month and a half ago already, but happened to be in Target when they were getting ready to put a case out, and I was like, well... I know how X-Men waves go. I might as well just grab them now while I have them. So, yeah, I got lucky a little while back, and they've been scarce ever since. I've found some remnants every once in a while. Primarily, sorry, Polaris, but you seem to be the unpopular one. (laughs) It's like I've been at Walgreens, there's a Polaris. I've been to Walmart, I found a Polaris. Yes, Walmart. They said they were slow, but I found a Polaris. Wow. I guess that means they have been there. I just haven't. Maybe I haven't been hitting Walmarts hard enough. And the Build-A-Figure for this wave is Warlock. So we'll go through the figures and end with Warlock and say which pieces come where. Marvel's Warlock. You gotta make sure you get that in there when they put it there. It's very important to the copyright people. (laughs) Well, the first piece or first figure you're gonna need to start building Marvel's Warlock is Colossus. This is Marvel's Colossus. This is a more modern Colossus outfit than we've seen which is cool, but at the same time, we have not seen a classic Colossus in the modern Hasbro six-inch line yet. So it's kind of weird that we're getting this this offshoot one, which is, I mean, it's a great outfit. I dig it. But I would have thought that, you know, more of a classic look right out the gate would have been a little cooler. Maybe we got a modern one because they really couldn't make figures for Deadpool, and it kind of looks like the one in Deadpool, like the face does. Which face? He comes with two heads. He does. I'm talking about the non-pompadour goateed face. So we got hipster Colossus and we've got regular (laughs) Colossus. Yes. And it's odd they gave him the full beard because there was a period where he just had the walrus mustache. (laughs) It's weird that he can grow a mustache and facial hair just anyway, guys. But this is the look he has in Extraordinary X-Men where he's hanging out with old man Logan who we're going to be talking about. So it does make sense. Okay, I'll accept it. If you want to do the fastball special with an old man Logan, you need the beard. (laughs) But no, I'm digging what they did here. I mean, we've got a new arm here, which is cool, because we have the basis for them to to bring a more classic Colossus to us if they would want to do that in another wave. And the buck itself, is that just a standard large buck? Yeah, I think this is that Luke Cage buck that I've never been a huge fan of with that barrel chest, but... I think it works for Colossus. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not it's not bothering me so much here because he is so big. And, you know, this outfit has his his clothing going all the way up to his neck. So it doesn't like have a neckline that stops and shows you skin there. I'm wishing he was a little more silver. As it is, he's like a real gunmetal gray. He's kind of like Warship, like a like an old Navy ship or something. I can see that. That's not bothering me too much. It's not too terribly bad. I think what's bothering me a little bit more is the yellow paint over the maroon and vice versa is matching up pretty well along the torso and on the legs. But then you get down to his feet and I just it's not working out as well. Yeah, there's let's see two different colors down there because you've got like the gold painted over the maroon, which really just looks awful. Yeah, that gold is a bad choice. Yeah, I I do see what you mean. I hadn't looked down at the ankles so much. I just thought he looked really good in the torso area. 
Mine has a little bit of dirty paint around the X on his chest, though. Some of the red has bled over onto the yellow. Well, that's a bummer. I got a pretty clean sample here. I think we're going to find a pattern. I received a wave for review, some review product from Hasbro, and it seems to mostly need replacements. <laughs> for example, my Colossus also has a busted arm. Oh! <laughs> his, where there should be the arm articulation, where he can raise his arm, it looks like the torso dug into the arm and actually peeled up some plastic. Whoa. You got the first off the line pre-quality assurance set there. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Here's something I'm noticing that I don't think I've picked out previously to this. On the back of his leg, there's a couple numbers. Are there? Yep. They are doing serial numbers that match a number on the box there. Like a printed number, like a stamped number on the box correlates to the number on the back of his leg. Like, so they're serializing these figures. Well, there have been numbers on the back of the leg for the three and three quarter inch and the six inch for as long as I can remember. Uh, I've always complained about the numbers on the back of the leg like this. I haven't noticed two of them in the past, though. That's what I'm saying. There's an extra set of numbers. So there's like a product number and now there's almost like a serial number that this product goes with this packaging. So like, I guess if somebody was to return the wrong figure in a package, you can make the argument at customer service where they'd probably just roll their eyes at you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but at any rate hey i'm glad to see colossus in the line this overall i think this is a cool figure and all the pieces are here for a classic version should they want to go that way even the boots you know these these boots and wrist gauntlets are unique to colossus here and he comes with warlock's head so you get three heads with one package oh yeah that's the head it's the head case and next is shatterstar mine has right out the gate a wonky little, I don't know what you call it, a side braid. The way he was packaged, his braid was kind of stuck up in there. So now it's just sticking straight up in the air instead of laying down. My right one is kind of snaking out on its own, apart from gravity. <laughs> Going on its own little adventure. Yeah, and this is a full-on Liefeld design shatter star here. He's got a weird gray thing around one leg is that supposed to be like up on the thigh mine's resting around the boot which we're gonna find a pattern here of yeah that's supposed to go right up onto his thigh until you can't move it up any further that's gonna be one of my complaints with another figure in this wave yeah cyclops yeah these accessories either need to be glued on or something yeah they just make the figure feel a little rickety but it's a good-looking figure. I like his little torso cape. I like the headpiece they put on. I've got good paint on the star on the eye and the star under the pauldron on the chest. I think this guy looks sharp. Yeah, I mean, for a pretty simple figure, I mean, they they did do some good details in here. I'm digging that they gave the star in his chest the silver outline and his star eye is painted gold in there. That's kind of neat. Oh, yeah, I kind of see it. It's under his headband. Hmm. But he looks kind of cool. He's got, he looks very futuristic. I can't decide if he'd be more He-Man or like a time traveler guy. Well, the swords are what make you think yeah. He-Man. But, and maybe even the ponytail. Once again, I'll just say it and get it out of the way. The accessories are really bland, gray plastic. You know, I looked up some Shatterstar art. 
to compare the figure to, and his sword was always so shiny, and he's got like a double blade sword. That would really make you think He-Man because that was a big thing in the old He-Man toys where the swords that you put together because that was the original pre-cartoon plot is that like He-Man had half the sword, Skeletor had half the sword, and if you put them together, it became uber powerful. But yeah, that at least made sense. You took two halves of a sword and made a whole sword. I'm not sure. This is almost like a razor blade that has like eight blades on it. It's like at some point, that's too many, <laughs> too many edges. <laughs> I'm not sure how this practically would work. His art is way cooler than this figure. Yeah. Not to knock the figure, but I don't think it's as good of a depiction as the art I'm seeing from the comics. But they gave him the pouches. They got the pouches, right? Always with the pouches. I was about to say, these pouches and belt, they feel kind of unique to him. This doesn't, you know, something like this I usually would expect to have seen on like a cap or something like that earlier. But I'm not I'm not immediately recognizing it. So these might be unique to him. But we do get a little more sculpting here than we do on some of these throwaway kind of older fan service figures. Like Arnie pointed out, this cape and shoulder pauldron, that's that's a nice touch to, to take kind of a basic figure over the top instead of just being a repaint with a, a head swap on it. Are these boots new? Because they really fit the art for the character. They really feel like Wolverine boots to me. And I don't have a classic Wolverine sitting out to say for sure, but don't they feel like they should be brown with yellow highlights on them? Yeah, I guess I could go with that. I was just, they looked, they fit really well. I mean, when Hasbro reuses parts, sometimes they don't work well. This did. I had to check because I wanted to see if he had an articulated ponytail so you could, like, get some of those in-action swinging things. And you don't. What you have is a sculpted and glued-on hairpiece. <laughs> His hair is very confusing, but at least he has a ponytail motion. I don't understand how he has a short, cropped hair, but then also a giant ponytail. Yeah, it's like it's a super mullet. It's like Akeem from Coming to America, okay? He just grew it in one spot. <laughs> the royal braid he has three of them <laughs> no it's a fun figure though i i would love to figure out a way and i guess i could i could just get some chrome spray paint at walmart and tape off the handle and improve the sword well if you really want to do a good job at it what you could do is get what's called silver foil where you apply an adhesive to a surface and then it's like this really thin sheet it looks like aluminum foil but it's more malleable it's a leaf yeah, it's, it's like kind of like that. And you just kind of like you lay it on there. Then there's a thing to like smooth it out and then you peel it off and you have really pretty silver on there. Well, I think I'll be doing that. Yep. I've done that before on C-3PO figures and stuff in the past. And it's I think it would actually work well on something as flat and simple as a sword. So that might be the way to go. But spray paint just isn't there yet. You'll just make it a different duller color of silver. I've always been impressed with chrome spray paint. It's not great, but it's better. Eh. But now, all in all, you know, every wave of figures is going to have a couple that, you know, will eventually peg warm. But as a figure, just taking it on its own, I can appreciate the effort that's gone in here. So I, I kind of dig it. And Shatterstar comes with Warlock's right arm. That's the one with the fist. Yes. Because we both put them on backwards. So let our <laughs> listeners know, fist on right. Well, you know, most people can look at a hand and realize where the thumb goes. It's just, you know, guys like us, we're not that bright. So <laughs> I'm the one to put it together. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Next is Dazzler. I love this character. I've always been a Dazzler fan. This figure's bootylicious, though. No, that's how all the females are. Maybe it's just the white paint that makes it seem extra defined. It could yeah. be. 
her show on her back, you know, that kind of helps create the illusion. She's really rocking the cleavage. I have to say, though, they did the best job on her hair. It is so Farrah Fawcett. It is phenomenal. Perfectly feathered. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you really could not feather it any better if you tried. But the actual figure, I think they did a great job on it. She's got nice hand with the microphone in it, so she's got her singing. Mad props on the roller skates and the bell bottoms, though. Uh, the roller skates don't actually roll. I no, would really love that. I kind of thought so, too. But you know what? After sitting her on a shelf... You know, she could just go rolling off after a while. So at the end of the day, I'm kind of glad they, they only look like they should roll. I suppose you're right. I do love her disco ball necklace. I It would require something like a high-end sideshow to actually make that disco-y and glittery, but... It looks really fun, and I just love Disco Dazzler. What can I say? I think <laughs> that with a little bit of properly applied glittery paint, whether it be sheer, like, I think her outfit needs a wash of, like, a pearlescent sheer. You know what I'm talking about? I think it kind of needs that, and then I think you could really bling up her little cuff bracelets and definitely that necklace. Marjorie's becoming a figure customizer as we speak. Nice. I can dig it. I am noticing that they actually kind of sculpted a little bit of side boob. A little bit. Just a little. That's strange. <laughs> what it is, is they just took, I think, a standard female buck, but they glued this collar on, and it's really changing what we're paying attention to here. And then you put the disco ball right in the cleavage, and... <laughs> I don't know. I think this might be an all-new upper torso, because this cleavage is more pronounced than... Than we've seen before. But that collar is a glued-on piece. I can tell that. I'm not going to break her to prove it, but... No, but I'm saying also the rest of her top is sculpted on, too. So it's not just paint there. Oh, you're right. I guess women who are showing a little bit more are going to have a new top from now on. And then you can just change the collar by adding a molded piece. I'm all for it. And she comes with a little bit of magic. A little dazzler magic. I... Thought I'd be sick and tired of this piece by this point. We've been seeing it since, <laughs> like, an old Scarlet Witch that is still peg-warming. But then they go and, like, tie-dye it and have it be multicolored, and I love it. And I wonder if each one is going to be slightly different with the injection mold and, like, there's infinite <laughs> variants. Yeah, I'd like to know if this is three or four different colors of plastic or one color plastic with paint over it. I would think it's yellow plastic with paint. You know what? You're right. I can see a spot on the pink side, and especially if you look under where the rings go, where the paint didn't apply, so it is painted. Yeah, but either way, it reminds me of uh, reminds me of those rocket pops. Remember those suckers? Yes. <laughs> Same colors, and then you'd chew on them for too long, and they'd stick to your teeth. What I find weird is maybe it's accidental or something, but there's. A touch of blue between the red and the green, but so little that it almost seems like, why'd they bother? Yeah, hmm. like a little bit of indigo in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it might just be the overpaint, you know, where the blue and the pink overlay each other. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Hmm. So good good reuse of parts. I don't know how many people were clamoring for Dazzler in their dioramas or whatever. And with the microphone, she's not exactly going to be doing a lot of combat, but I like her. I like her a lot. She's kind of had a resurgence. Remember at Comic-Con last year, there was the record. Yeah, that was because she was supposed to be mentioned in Apocalypse, but the scene got cut. Ah. Uh. 
So what is her superpower? Does she slay people with song? Kind of. She's killing them softly with her song. <laughs> she converts sound into light beams of forms of intensity. So she's really disco-y. <laughs> and she was commissioned by Casablanca. I mentioned Kiss. Kiss was with Casablanca Records. This was supposed to be like a tie-in, and Casablanca would find a dazzler to sing songs, but they made her as the comic hero first, and then never actually got a singer. Oh, that would explain her eye makeup, then. Yeah, it is kind of Gene Simmons-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the more I mess around with this figure, the more I appreciate it. Like, I, I knew there was some articulation in her skates, but she's got full-on Vonner ankles. Like, there is good range of motion down there well you have to otherwise how do you turn while skating exactly (laughs) it's a pretty good balance like i have her sitting with you know one skate on the ground and one with her her stopper touching the toe yeah i I like this figure this is this is a cool thing to throw in there and she comes with warlock's left arm this is the hand the hand and i believe the buzzsaw attachment comes with this one too okay that's right so who's up next Following Dazzler is our other female in this lineup, which is Polaris. Now, just right off the bat, I just I feel like Polaris is kind of getting lost on the shelf, kind of getting lost in the shuffle because we just had Enchantress in the Doc Strange line. And they look very similar being in yellow packaging with a green woman figure in a package on the shelf. It's just I don't have any special affinity towards the character Polaris. So just seeing her out there on the shelf doesn't do anything to excite me. To me, it's almost like, hey, another another female character in a green outfit right now. Well, I'll tell you right off the bat, I've got a problem with her. Besides the 18 shades of green she's got going on because I couldn't match anything. I'm not too happy with the paint on this figure. First of all, it looks like somebody took a hair and dragged it across my figure's stomach because there is a clear like, hair-shaped piece of skin where the green stomach paint should be. Yeah. And then Marjorie pointed out to me before we recorded, there's, like, how many shades of green here? All of them. And then on her thigh, I have red paint. There's not even supposed to be any red here that I can see. (laughs) Yeah, there's no red on this figure. Did Hasbro send me, like, the factory rejects? That's what I'm saying. You got the absolute first figures off the line before quality (laughs) assurance got there for the day. (laughs) So like, you know how at Michael's you get the factory recheck clothing where one sleeve's too long? <laughs> Missed the stitch. <laughs> Send this out as a review product. <laughs> now, I'm going to echo what both you're saying. Like, there's nothing about this figure that's calling out to me. I'm looking at even the molded green plastic in the legs seem to be of different factories or different runs. Like, her, her hips and upper thighs are different colored green than her lower thigh. It's just, uh, and the paint, once again, instead of making the torso out of a flesh color and painting the green over it, you know, like you would do, take the lighter color, make that the plastic, paint the darker color over. They painted the flesh color over this dark green, and it just looks like paint. It's not saying skin through an outfit to me at all. No, it reminds me of the body paint spreads in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Yep. I also think I got a wonky foot on this figure. I cannot believe my luck on this wave. <laughs> yeah, I got a bad foot. I cannot make her stand for anything. The Vonner ankle is, like, broken. Oh, man. Well, the less time we spend on this figure, the better. Like, she comes with some 
bubble magic effects that we've seen before. I think the, we started seeing these in the Doctor Strange wave. Yep. I noticed them from there, and I like the green they used on that. It's kind of a greenish yellow. Yeah, but there's just really nothing about this figure to get me excited or, you know, get me too jazzed up about it. But she does contain a piece of Warlock, which is necessary, which is his right leg. So if you want your Warlock to stand, you're going to need to brave a Polaris purchase. Even though my Polaris won't stand, my Warlock now can. (laughs) So up next is the figure that everybody is clamoring for and it's kind of the deadpool of this wave really i kind of think so man people are freaking out about finding this jim lee version of cyclops he's good but i mean i don't know that he's deadpool i considered a flawless figure you know with all his accessories and everything else going on this cyclops is good you know, I feel like Ogre when he was eating the pie and the pie eating thing, when the pie selling contest is like, it's good, good, not great, good. <laughs> <laughs> that That's kind of where I'm at. And I think you touched on it earlier, Arnie, when you're talking about maybe we're a little bit older than the, the market that this era of X-Men really rang true with. Because this outfit, I mean, I, it's cool and I recognize him as the Cyclops, but it doesn't scream like, oh, that's my Cyclops. See, it does kind of for me because it's very much in line with the 90s cartoon. And I love that 90s cartoon. That's what got me into X-Men. I was into Spider-Man and Hulk and some of these others. I didn't get X-Men until that cartoon started. Right. That's what I'm saying. That age group is... (laughs) The ones who were buying the Toy Biz kids when they were seven. Exactly. And still watching Saturday morning cartoons like I was at 19. But I'll I'll say this. I remember when... They did this version of the figure in the the universe line years ago. It was a popular version then too. So it's there's something about this character in this outfit that people just really can't get enough of. I like it. It is very cartoony and it's kind of fun. And it reminds me of the old comics a lot. I like the paint they gave him. The blue is really a rich blue. And around the X on his whatever you call the chest belt. It looks like there's just a little bit of a gold circle. Oh, yeah, for contrast, like it's actual badge badge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, this is really good. They, the blues all match, which I know sounds like something I shouldn't be complimenting, but they do. After this wave, it needs a compliment. And honestly, the golds are pretty close that I'm willing to let the difference between the cod piece and the belt go just because it looks good on the figure. Now, let me just say my minor complaints. I mean, I think I got one with a great paint job here. I can't believe they kept the red in the visor and everything. But first, they really needed to include an alternate hand. I love that they included visor action so he can be poking his visor with the two fingers. But what if he's not poking his visor? (laughs) (laughs) Who's he poking? <laughs> it looks like he got something on his fingers. Like uh, if I'm cleaning up after my dog and I get something on a finger and I don't want to touch anything and I'm walking <laughs> to the sink with my fingers out from the rest of my hand. Ew. You know what I'm saying, right? I do. <laughs> I just think they should have given him a different alternate hand. And second, what the hell is going on with the hula hoops on his ankles? I mean, uh, I get it. They slide up till they slide no further. Two should be around the hips and two should be around the calves. But these things needed to be glued, as you said before. Yeah, that is my one major complaint with this figure here is that these parts should be glued down. I just we had this problem on figures in the past. I think it was a rogue figure that had some bobs and bits on them that just keep falling down, too. So 
Yeah, they need to address this. They either need to glue them down and make them part of the figure or make them tight enough that they're not going to move once they're on there. Yeah, these things, the ones on the hips barely stay at all. Yeah, because they go past the point where it should be at its tightest and then it starts getting loose again up higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should sit right below the articulation in the mid thigh. And I've got a lot of loose joints on mine, though. I've got a loose mid thigh. I've got a loose elbow, a loose arm. Again, the factory reject wave. <laughs> I've got more coming. If, if they're all this bad, I'll update on a future show. I'm just assuming, Justin, yours are not like this. Yeah, my sample of Cyclops is a good figure at its base. I mean, there's no loose joints, good articulation. But I love the paint on him, and I got a really good paint job on this one. So, no, I mean, he's a very good figure. I just don't see him as Deadpool worthy. Well, I'm just saying as far as this wave goes and popularity of trying to find him, people are out there freaking out trying to find him. So he he might not be Deadpool, but he's close. And Cyclops comes with Warlock's left leg. Then our last figure with the Build-A-Figures, Sunfire in his classic Alan Davis outfit. Okay, right off the bat, you're going to wish he had alternate hands. He's up for a fight. He's constantly got his dukes up. But that's because, and we've seen this with figures before, where you want to put the flames over the fist, and you can't do that unless there's a fist. That's correct. You know, I really wish, I got the, he's very drab. I gotta say, the mask they gave him and the really orange eyes make him feel insectoid with the things sticking up and coming down his mouth. I never really got that when I was reading the comics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's accurate. It almost feels like a... A Muchaluka mask or something <laughs> at this point. See, I think it looks like he's got like this giant handlebar mustache. Yeah, it does. It, but it looked like that in the art too. Yeah, it did. It's a weird thing they did because I'm used to seeing his flames be a really bright yellow to contrast against the red. Here they went gold on them and they're so subtle. They're muted and I don't think they stand out very well. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly a great point. That was one of my big gripes too is it almost these almost look like Mexican cowboy boots on his <laughs> legs, you know? It's <laughs> Am I wrong? I've never seen a Mexican cowboy, <laughs> but I'd like to. <laughs> Maybe I'm just getting too much, like I said, of a, a wrestling vibe off of this figure. But no, I mean, this is this is a figure that I'm not sure people were clamoring for because we have we've we've seen this figure in the the universe line years ago in this exact outfit, which, OK, that's cool. And we also as an exclusive years ago, we had the, the Age of Apocalypse version of this character where he was that see through yellow and the flames coming out of his head which I think is a much cooler look for this this character. But yeah, this is the more classic look. Yeah, I think that there's just something to be said about rounding out the early day X-Men, you know? Yep. Now, to continue the theme of I Got Factory Rejects... Oh, no, not more. It looks like on the back, they moved his back arm articulation, because he has a lot of articulation, and that arm goes into his back. But it looks like maybe they painted that shut and then moved it before they shipped it to me as I have big paint dents where that should be on his arm. Oh, man. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to say that this is Spider-Man articulation, and I want to say that this is a Spider-Man that we've seen before as Buck, but I don't know, that cut into his shoulder on that double articulation, that's deeper than I think we've seen in any figure to date. Like, you can really get a lot of 
range of motion out of his arms. <laughs> it's just too bad that they couldn't paint it properly for you. Yeah, yours actually has like chunks of paint missing in various uh-huh. spots. Yeah. And wear spots. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm officially convinced you got factory rejects. I've said this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at it and assuming I will give it this. On the white paint, I'm not seeing red come through. It's a nice, solid white paint they use that is hiding the red of the buck. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's a high, It's like high gloss. It feels like an enamel. Yeah, that's a good call. I would say that. You know, maybe they hit it twice or it's a thicker paint just right out the gate. Judging by the holes in mine, there's definitely thickness. <laughs> and his flame effects, I like that they're kind of cool. They did put some paint on those to give it like a two-tone hue. Yeah. And these I'm pretty sure we just saw with Iron Fist not too long ago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when we were talking about the fists. I'm sticking them in. But Sunfire comes with the final piece of Warlock, which is the torso. So with that, we have completed Warlock, but we have one more figure to talk about first. The one that is two per case. Oh, yes. The one that sort of, kind of, a little bit ties into a movie. (laughs) In spirit. Old Man Logan. Now, he's just called Wolverine on the packaging. So they didn't want to commit fully to the Old Man Logan thing like they did with the... Geez, was that a subscription figure when we got him in the Marvel Universe? No, he ended up being... It was supposed to be a digital subscription figure, but it was right when they were transitioning. It ended up being a San Diego Comic-Con Marvel Shop exclusive back when I did the Marvel Shop wrap. Oh, that's right. We could just walk up and buy a couple. No yeah. problem. Marvel Shop wrap. <laughs> nice. <rap. laughs> I remember the figure because I sang about him. <laughs> but yeah, even though in the comics he's called Old Man Logan as well, yeah, they are calling him Wolverine and I don't know, they're... Ch- They were changing so much stuff around. I thought X-23 was Wolverine now, but this is Wolverine too. Yeah. It must get confusing. It's like having a workplace where everybody's named Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I am digging this figure, though, just from the standpoint of it's got to be close to at least 100% or 90% new sculpting here. You know, possibly reused hands from a previous Wolverine and maybe arms, but I'm not... I'm not sure where these would have come from at this point. So the rest of this is going to be all new. I mean, we, we've never gotten jeans or pants like this in a figure before. And the overall scale and height is just about right. I mean, he's shorter than your standard six-inch figure. Stand him up next to your Cyclops, and he's good half-head shorter than him. That is weird on the pants. They actually did, like, the seam down the inner leg. If we ever see figures again that have the seam down the inner leg like blue jeans have, we'll know it's <laughs> these legs. Inside, outside, pockets. I mean, belt loops. I was really shocked at the pocket and seam detail on those pockets. It's a nice touch, and it's it's really one of the things that's going to set this figure over the top for me. Yeah, I think this is honestly a perfect figure. You said Cyclops is the one that people are clamoring for, but this one, to me, hits every mark. I mean, other than... Actually giving me, like we talked about, the foil on the claws. Well, the claws are the only thing I would ding it for, and really not even that much, because it's kind of what I expected. You obviously can't have metal claws. They could have made them out a little bit of a stiffer plastic. I guess I'm just used to this, because every Wolverine figure I've gotten from Legends have a little gap tooth problem. (laughs) Yeah, they're his summer claws. (laughs) They're just kind of crooked. 
I just had one fall out and had a problem getting back in. Uh oh. <laughs> well, at least he's two per case. I have no confidence in that claw staying in. Well, this is actually the one figure I got that I can't find anything broken on, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they did the coat. The coat's a really thin plastic, and it moves really well. And they painted the zipper a good silver. And if you feel your fingernail on it, it's toothy. It feels ah, like a zipper. That is impressive on both sides. Uh-huh. Very nicely done. This feels like it should have been the Build-A-Figure because it's so detailed. It's got a, I mean, just the paint on it, the buckle, they painted a gold that's not anywhere else on the figure. They went through the trouble of giving him the big western buckle. And the face sculpt, it just, yeah, he he looks old and he looks Logan. Grizzly. I just, if I could improve one thing, give him a baby Hulk. Yep. Aww. We're going to set you on that, Marjorie. You need to go find some dolly-sized babies that we can paint green. Hmm. <laughs> That's going to be a mission because I have to go to the craft store anyway, so. No, I'm liking that they, they actually did give this character cowboy boots. You know, that's that's a nice touch, too. I can't see under the leg. I mean, I see the feet look like cowboy boots, but it doesn't feel booty up there. It's just like he's got some bell bottoms going on. Right. I'm just saying, judging by the... The style of foot, nah. it's a cowboy boot. But yeah, I, I'm i very impressed with this figure. And it's good for them for making this two per case because it's a figure that everybody should pick up one of. And I'm glad we got Ashley Barton Spider mm, to hang out with him. And now let's get to our Build-A-Figure. Or as I called, can't build the figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many things wrong with my samples. But Warlock. I'm going to start by naming the positives, because I think if I actually had one that worked, the paint on this figure is amazing. I mean, from the more dark bottom all the way up to the more coppery top, he does remind me of a Duracell battery, but they got a nice kind of gloss to him. This whole thing is very steampunk. It's like you just took something and you just broke his arm. Yeah, I told you, this one's all broke. But it, it's like someone made a custom of another figure and decided to go with the steampunk theme. And then they took a head that was a shrunken head, but it had Sideshow Bob's hair after he stuck a knife in the electrical socket. But there's some amazing sculpting going on with that hair. Amazing. Oh, no, it's incredibly detailed. I mean, the back of the hair, the fact that it's not flat and that some parts are longer than others that's great this face is hysterical with the one big eye you know what it feels like to me a 3a figure only 3a wouldn't be making it in universe they'd be making it a certain style oh Uh, wait a second it's bigger it's got the weird legs you're uh right it is like a 3a figure good call (laughs) that's the perfect call right there of course i thought it looked like a character out of the whiz (laughs) the tin man (laughs) It does kind of have like a Metropolis C-3PO on acid look. Yeah, I just, I mean, to go along with you with, you know, calling out some of the positives here, the sculpting is incredible. There's detail everywhere you look. I mean, turn this figure around 360, every little nook and cranny is a sculpted piece of machinery, which that is impressive. And like you pointed out, the paint app is cool. I think what we have here is just like a, like a dark gunmetal gray figure that, they then painted gold over and washed away, letting that just kind of fill in the cracks. Looks great. I mean, just the look of the parts is really good. 
And they did that with the heads, too. I mean, the fact that they have segments that are a different color, and even on the back, some of it's dark, some of it's light. One of my favorite details that they did here is where his legs meet his torso. It just looks like a bundle of wires going into a leg joint. And it's a point of articulation. And he has a lot of articulation on him. I mean, it's like, because he's so tall, they were able to put a lot in. And he's lanky, so joints don't necessarily show that bad anyway. Now to ding it a little bit. Oh, I I can ding it quite a bit, but you start. (laughs) Well, mine's a little loosey-goosey. Mine too. I thought it was just me, because I got everything else like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I hold mine at the torso and jiggle him, like his... His head moves, his arms move, his upper torso moves, his legs move, his knees move. Luckily, his ankles don't move, and he's very bottom-heavy, so I can get him to stand up. That's not a problem. But I can't put him in a pose and expect to pick him up and move him and have him keep that pose. He's just going to go back to where he was in a neutral stance. Yeah, I think that's a problem. I have a problem with those tubes that come off his arm and are supposed to go in his back. First of all, they're not long enough. If you put them in, you can't get that much range of motion out of them. And then if you get them in, they fall out if you look at them sideways. Yeah, I'd argue no range of motion because if you get them in, you're right. You move it at all, they're coming out. Yeah, and it looks like they're kind of like a shaped peg that fits in the similarly shaped hole. But I've got like a flashlight in it and I can't get this to go at all. Like it feels like it should lock in place. Yeah, I have yet to get a good, solid connection, and I've been trying for quite a while here. Oh, wait, there we go. I think I got one. (laughs) Right right as we're talking about it. (laughs) But are you able to then move the arm and not have it come out? Uh, Yeah, I actually just bent his arm in a full 90 degrees, and it stayed in there. So what's the trick? Uh, Just like Marjorie said, there there is a shape at the end of this wire that matches up with a shape on the inside of that hole. It's kind of like trying to plug in a a USB cord blindly from in front of your computer. I think when we get a different one, we're just going to put a little drop of super glue in there. I have a feeling because I will be getting a different one. I mean, again, I ordered my own case of this. (sighs) What's wrong with you? How can I count the ways? First of all, the arm joints, (laughs) I thought that you weren't able to put his arms down because the parts came and the arm was coming out from the body at like 90 degrees, but then there's more articulation just an inch away. So I'm like, is he supposed to be doing the robot the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) And these things are so dang stiff. I was finally able to move one and now the right arm moves. Okay. This left arm It barely moves at all. I can't get this joint to move. I finally got it to pretty much a 90 degree angle. And now the arm won't stay in at all. I cannot get that arm to pop in for the life of me. I've given every piece of pressure I have to the point that I broke something in the torso. (laughs) This figure is so lanky that you need severe pressure to move these tight joints. And if you apply the pressure, you break him. (laughs) Uh, I just feel like you have a bad sample wave here. This does not stay in. I am just, no matter what I do, I even finally got the joint to move. This doesn't stay in. And then his elbow joint is so loosey-goosey that if I try to pose it up, it just falls right back down. It is literally like he's doing the robot from the 80s. (laughs) Or at the end of Bring It On, the dance with Sparky Pulaski. Pulaski. Oh, it's already been broadened. So... 
In the end, I mean, he's a big figure, so I get why he's a Build-A-Figure. It's a character that I can't say I was pining for, but I love the look of, and I really, really hope my next wave has a better one. <laughs> I'm hoping for you, too. But yeah, I, I can echo that. I, I dig the way this character looks. I love all the detail they put into this. The paint app is awesome. My biggest gripe is the loosey-goosey joints on mine, and... At the same time, I want to see Hasbro continue to do characters like this as Build-A-Figures. You know, we don't always need a big name character to bring in interest for that Build-A-Figure. Yeah, that is a good point. And it's weird how it kind of can work both ways. You can have a -a Build-A-Figure everybody wants, and then you can put some lesser figures in the wave. Or like in this case, you can have a wave everybody wants the figures of, and hey, look, we ended up with a -a (laughs) Build-A-Figure. Very true. Not that I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who really want Warlock, and the completest that I am, I would get him anyway, but it's just one of the less exciting Build-A-Figures compared to a Rhino, a Colossus, and a Hulkbuster. Yep. And all in all, I mean, it's like you said, it's it's a solid lineup of a wave. I mean, I can see if this wave continues to ship, I can see Polaris and Sunfire and maybe Shatterstar hanging out a bit longer. But I think ultimately Polaris is going to be the only real peg warmer out of this wave. It's who I keep seeing. So thanks to Hasbro for the review sample that I... (laughs) (laughs) They're never going to send me another one, are they? (laughs) Uh, Look closely. Make sure you don't have any, like, Sharpie marks on them. You might actually have production samples. (laughs) (laughs) What I've griped about is actually uber rare. (laughs) Well, to finish off this week, I want to do a quick review because he's pretty simple. There's zero points of articulation. I'm talking about what I bought for Marjorie, NECA's 10-inch foam Groot. He is super adorable, of course, and he's got the beautiful eyes that Groot has, and he smells like a pool toy because he's foam, but he's super cute. Here's the thing, NECA, we've talked about their foam life-size characters before in a not-too-positive light. I mean, they make that Harley Quinn that you see sometimes at GameStops or Think Geek stores that's not that great, or the Deadpool we've seen at some FYEs. The one we discussed in depth was the Rocket Raccoon, because these are all $1 to $2,000, and it's like... They did not seem to have the quality to be a four-figure collectible, even though they're really tall. But now they got this foam Groot, and he's only 50. And so I understand he's a lot shorter, but that feels like a better price to pay for a life-size collectible. (laughs) Yeah, it's better when life-size is smaller on something (laughs) like this. He's 10 inches tall, and NECA built him using the actual digital files that were used in the movie and it looks tremendous the paint is amazing there's some green on him that's really bright and there's a life to the eyes that's actually a little creepy (laughs) (laughs) a little too lifelike yeah it's like i expect him to move now the one thing i was i just find myself wishing though when i get a 10 inch character in my hands i expect posability i mean that's about the size of a -a build-a-figure right so i am just a little bit shocked that this is exactly the pose he comes in and i got him i'm like do the arms move no Mm -hmm. he's a he's a 50 dollar 
foam statue, but he looks really great. I don't think I need to have that life-sized rocket to have next to him in order to just enjoy this Groot. No, yeah, and something like this, I don't know that you need it to be poseable, like you said. This is something you put on a shelf and it looks cool. Well, it does look cool, so... It does. He's very cute. Still a little hesitant at the $50 price. Yeah, I'm surprised, but I I don't know. Maybe you were just hyped or... I bought it for you. You said you wanted him. You didn't ask the price. I don't ask the price. Exactly. And now you have a Groot. I do. He's very cute. Is he worth 50 bucks? If you knew the price, would you have me buy him? Oh, God, no. (laughs) $25 all day long. 50. Yeah. Yeah, that 50. That's that's rough. I think... Because he's hand-painted and used from the digital files, he looks so good. 40 would be absolutely perfect in my mind, and 50's not so far off. I mean, it really has amazing detail. But you like him, and that's all that matters. Thank you. He is very cute. And so that finishes up our show for this week. Now, our next show will actually be in three weeks, because this weekend Marjorie and I are going to Wizard World. And then next weekend, Marjorie and I are going to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. And then the weekend after that is C2E2. So you guys got nothing to do. That's correct. We're probably going to be pretty dead on our feet from Celebration. But yeah, three cons in three weeks. So we're going to have one extra week between shows here while we do that. If you're going to Celebration in Orlando, we'd love to see you. We're running the Collector Social Lounge in W305. We're doing a video project called Collection Recollections, where we're taking your Star Wars collecting memories and doing a video project as part of the Celebration collecting track. We also have a Star Wars Action News meet and greet Saturday afternoon at 2 and a live podcast Sunday afternoon at 1230 on the podcast stage. We're going to be all over Celebration. We'd love to see you there if you're also a Star Wars collector or a Star Wars fan. And big shout out to Justin, who did so much for Celebration that I feel that Kathleen Kennedy herself should call you and say (laughs) thanks. Hey, I'm just in it for the free swag, man. (laughs) You designed the patches that we're giving out, as well as several other fan sites with vintage figures on them. And really, you told me, no, this is how the style should look when I balked and you were right. (laughs) And you created the badges we're giving out one of every single day, including Wednesday night at our sold out pre-show dinner and all the logos for collection recollections. Justin, it will be a celebration in more than spirit. He will be well represented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though I don't end up going to celebration, I end up living vicariously through you and everything. And I, I enjoy watching everything that's going on. So I look forward to to seeing what's coming out and following you guys on Facebook and everything as it's happening. Yep, and you can hold down the fort with Marvelicious Toys on Facebook and Twitter, posting the news there. And we'll be over on Star Wars Action News Facebook and Twitter doing live podcasts and live show floor booth tours. Nice. We're mixing our genres. Wonder Twins powers activate. (laughs) And we'll be back in three weeks with a new Marvelicious Toys. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. 
At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. And we are back with another show. Yeah, oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it is. I'm trying not to edit myself, but... We've been taking fiber. We're coming at you more regular now. <laughs> <laughs> One more curious as his wife is who's touching his sweet spot and where and why. <laughs> Dwight is touching my sweet spot. This is more than I want to know. <laughs> All this and more in a very special Marvelicious Toys. <laughs> Dwight has the bike shop. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you Arnold Justin. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell an adult. (laughs) We should hurry up and find one. (laughs) Right out the gate. Here we are. I said no editing. (laughs) Doritos ends in an S. That's why I'm not finding any on eBay. (laughs) I was doing Doritos.
He just can't please me, right? I bitch when there's not enough articulation, then I bitch when there's too much that you can see. I don't know. Justin, maybe you need a support group. Probably. Probably. You didn't date bony gals, did you? (laughs) (laughs) I see your articulation. (laughs) I can see your elbows. Now, come on. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you just call them bony gals? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like on... uh, what was that show after, like, Sesame Street? Electric Company. No. It was Electric Company that had little Spider-Man shorts? Yeah, Spidey Super Stories. It was yeah, Electric yeah, Company. Yeah. And all he ever said was, <laughs> He sounded <laughs> like Howard the Duck? <laughs> it was like some weird kazoo sound they would make. I'm going to find a clip of that. I have some Spidey Super Stories. It's hard to get them, you know, because of licensing. They weren't released on the Electric Company Blu-rays. Oh, man. These actual ribbed... I'm going to sneeze. Just a single shooter? A single shooter. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad we got Ashley Barton Spider mm, to hang out with him. (laughs) Spider. mm. (laughs) Like that would be the worst thing we said today. (laughs) 